I want to go a little bit line by line. I, I, I'm not having the opportunity lately to, lately to do a lot of giving messages, so I want this one recorded. If we can record this one, this is part one of God Always Has a Plan, and it's part one, and so I might do part two tonight, but we come to the moment of giving to the Lord. Just wave your envelopes to us. You can start filling those out. Don't put the amount in there just yet. I want to say something about tithing and giving to the house. God's moving all over the planet. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. You're born for a reason, for a season, for such a time as this. God is accelerating his plans. That means he's building his church. He's releasing his gospel. He's advancing his kingdom. People are getting saved like never before. 180,000 people a day are being saved on the planet. And I hope, you know, that in this house that we do our fair share quota by seeing, well, last week we did. We had a couple of young people saved and it was fantastic. But this morning, I just want to show you through scripture why we give to the Lord, why we tithe. What's a tithe? It's in the Greek and the Hebrew. It's 10% of your income. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's it's our basic requirement. It's an obligation to the works of God on the planet. It's his plan for the church of how he blesses the church. We don't do cake stalls. We don't do lotto. We don't do lottery. We don't bake cakes and try and raise money. We do the biblical uh, principle of tithing and offering. Amen. Can I hear an amen on that? And you get blessed. The church gets blessed. God is blessed uh, by your heart towards his work. You get blessed and um, praise God. Gee, I'm seeing a lot of people in their house I haven't seen for a while. That's awesome. Give it up for them. Yeah, come on. So God has a plan for you. And uh, when you get into that slipstream of being saved, uh, set free into God's plans, man, life is an adventure. My life has been an adventure. Most certainly, hey, Jumbo. And, um, and so, you know, when you lock on to God, man, just and, and you, you get serious and you, you commit and you partner with the work of the Lord through your tithe, through your offerings. And I want to just show you a couple of things about that. What's the tithe? Well, 10%, it's easy to work out. Everyone knows that. What's 10% of $100? That's $10 in it. What's 10% of 450 Is that $45? Help me. Uh, what's 10% of $1,000? That's $100. It's simple stuff. It's, it's our minimal service to God. It, it's, our, it's an obligation. It, it, God, in fact, asks. He asks. He even, some would suggest that he even commands that one, when we're saved, that we support the church, the local church. So I want to just bless the people that are partnering with this church and this message is for you all right so everyone that is sewing all the people up here singing playing instruments all the people standing at the door with your hospitality all the people mowing the lawns all the people putting the garbage bins out i don't care what you do in this house god sees your heart he sees your giving and god is the greatest businessman anything that you invest into god whether it be your time your talent your treasure God is going to bless you back for that. Can I hear an amen on that note? He's going to bless you back. It's not like, oh, I've been giving, I've been, you know, serving and, and I've been doing this. No, God shall, Bible says in Galatians, God shall not be mocked. He will in due time give you what you deserve as, as a reward, but as an increase to your life. Uh, Genesis 8.22 says, as long as the earth endures, seed, time, and harvest. That means when you sow something, when you sow your smile, when you sow your love, when you sow good intentions, when you sow your finances, it's going to come back to you. Amen?
When you, got, uh, when you gave God your life, he in turn gave you his life, his peace, his joy, his power. Wasn't that a great win? Like, despite what your life was like, all banged up, whatever, you know, you gave, you said, God, can you take this? Can, yeah, that's exactly what he can. You give him your life and then he gives his life to you, his joy, his peace, his power. And then bang, you come alive with awesome uh, purposes and plans to live out. So a couple of scriptures here. The first instance of tithing is in Genesis uh, chapter 14. And let's just say verse 20. It's, you could read from 14 to 20. And that scripture says, And he, Abraham, gave him a tithe of all. So this is about Abraham, one of our great uh, patriarchs who straight up, after a big victory, met this priest, Melchizedek, and said, God, you must have been with me to be able to get through that and to win that battle. You must have been with me. Here, take 10% of all that I've taken and he gave it to the house of the Lord. The next instance is in Jacob when he made a vow, Genesis 28:20. 20, that Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, who's on a journey? Put up your hand if you're on a journey. And I am, t- that I am taking and will give me food to eat, clothes to wear, verse 21, so that I return safely to my father's house. Then the Lord will be my God And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And all that you give me, everything that you give me, Lord, I will give you a tenth of it. So here Jacob is vowing. He's saying, I will give you a tenth. I will give it unto the house of the Lord of everything that you give me. We need to understand this thing firstly, that everything that we have comes from the Lord. Who can say amen to that? Someone said, no, I got that job. Who gave you your job? Some people said, I went out and got it, and I got that job. That's my job. It was like when I started to work and started to get these redbacks, we used to call them back then. I don't know what they call them now, but I used to get these $20 notes, and I, and I had a good job when I left school, and I thought, and I used to live at home, and I used to bring these redbacks home, and I used to bring this money home, and I used to tuck it in my drawer, and that was my money at last. I've, I've got the capacity to buy as many ice creams as I want, as many pairs of Levi's as I want. And if I want to buy a motorbike, I'll buy a motorbike. And these redbacks, this money is mine. And one day my mum come to me and says, uh, you know, you've been working for about three months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's it going? Yeah, real good. Uh, you know, pretty short today. How would you like to, how would you like to give me some board? I said, no, what, my money? Uh, what, 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 my money? And uh, really, it really challenged me, you know. And, and then I started to realize, hang on, you can't hang on to these things forever. This money is for to bless and to repay. And and I give her one one red back, and she said, yeah, that's okay, yeah, that that's cool, but you know, might might need a little bit extra, you know. And I said, oh, all right, so give her another one. And and it and it really, you know, it's it's a struggle sometimes. But God gives us everything. He gives us our jobs. He gives us all that we have. And, and it says in John 1, 3, uh, through him all things were made. Everything that you have, everything that is created, everything that is living and breathing on this planet is made by God. It's created by God. God gave us our jobs. God gave us the air that we breathe. God gave us our life. Amen. And we deserve to honor him and say, God, here, have what's yours. 
And I love this scripture that it says in 1 Chronicles 29 verse 1. And I just want to quickly go through it and that'll do me. And I want to say this. The principle of tithing is before the law. It's during the law. It's after the law. And we're in grace time. Are we living in grace now? Are we living under the law? No. We're living under grace. But the principle, the principle of tithing is still alive and well. Amen. I just got to do this line by line because I don't have opportunity to do this much. And the young guys have been doing such a great job. 1 Chronicles 29 verse 1 is about King David. David who had a heart after God that loved God with all his heart. He took it to the extreme. And he did this. Chronicles 29 verse 1. He says this in the, in the Bible, in 1 Chronicles, it says, The task is great because this palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. With all my resources, this is David, with all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God. Gold for the gold work, silver for the silver bronze, and it goes on. Verse 3, besides in my devotion, besides my tithe, he says, besides my tithe, In my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver to the temple of my God. Those people who are giving to the building fund, to the rise and build, thank God for you. You're doing just like David did. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, besides that tithe, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God. Over and above everything I've provided for this holy temple. And it goes on how much he gives. Verse 5. Now, who is willing to consecrate himself today to the Lord? This is what God is saying on the planet right now. Who's willing to consecrate himself to the work of the Lord, to the building of the church, to, to spreading the gospel, to advancing the kingdom? Who? Just put up your hand if you're committed to that. Or you just want to come along to church and it's nice, I'm going to heaven. Jesus is a nice person, he's, he's great, but look, I don't want to get too excited. I've got a life to live, man. I've got places to go. I've got things to do. You know, I've got a family to raise. I've got, man, you know, but, but there are people that understand that God demands not just your minimal service to God, but he demands, demands everything. And I love this, how it continues. 1 Chronicles 29 verse 6, it talks about the leaders, then the leaders of the families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of the thousands, the commanders of the hundreds, and it goes on. Verse 7, they gave toward the work on the temple of God. And it continues on how much they gave. Then verse 9 says, the people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king. Let's give it up for the people that are supporting the house, all the leaders, all the people that are committed to the house. Let's give it up for them. The people rejoiced at the willing response of the Lord, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. And he sings this song, 1 Chronicles 29 verse 10. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly saying, praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel from everlasting and everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. 
Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. 29 verse 12, wealth and honor come from you. Where does your job come from? Where does your wealth come from? Where does your, where does your life come from? It comes from the Lord. Wealth and honor come from you. Can I hear an amen in the house? You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Lastly, 1 Chronicles 29 verse 14. But who am I and who are my people? Who are the Oldfield family to help the Lord take 11 acres, build a church, save hundreds of souls? Who are the Oldfield family? I don't know. But this is David again saying, who am I and who are my people? Who are these Wyong people? Who are these Tugra people? Who are these Central Coast people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Verse 14, we are aliens and strangers in your sight, as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow, without hope. Our Lord, our God, as far as all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple, for your holy name, it comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. Say all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Verse 18, O Lord, God of our fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Keep this desire in the hearts. Keep This is my prayer. This is it. See, this church is here by faithfulness and commitment of people's tithes and offerings. And our church has grown immensely. It's grown three times uh, since we've been in the building, since coming out of the tent. But we're expecting the incoming glory and the presence of God. And we just so want... We want to be consecrated. We don't want people being disobedient to God. We want you to be blessed. We want the house to be blessed. And we want the glory. We want the anointing. We want unity. We need unity. We don't need half the people giving and half the people just... No, we need everyone here united, committed, giving, worshipping together, praising together, loving God together. And you watch what happens in that sort of church. God releases the supernatural, souls are saved, people transformed, city atmosphere changed for good. God, we just thank you that we can give our tithes and offerings to you this morning. Just fill that amount out right now if you can, just while I pray and thank the Lord. Oh Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Israel, keep this desire in our hearts in C3 Tugra's hearts. Keep it in the hearts of your people forever. And keep their hearts loyal to you. Lord, we want to be loyal to you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we pray that as we commit to the principle of tithing and offering to you, that you would bless your people by your presence, by your mercy, by your grace and your love that supernaturally you would open doors for them, that you would place your mighty right hand upon them, their family, their finances, their health, their life, that you would bless them immensely. 
Lord, you do not ask us to give to anything without a return, a blessing, pressed down, shaken together, runneth over. Lord, it will be measured back to your people. I bless every giver in this house. I bless them with angels around them. I bless them in the presence. I bless them to be transformed in Jesus' name and the saints' name. Amen. God bless you.